The reading came from Acts chapter 22, 22 to Acts chapter 23, uh, 11. It's uh, Paul in Jerusalem, uh, part two, if you like, it's a sequel. Um, we played this game, rock, paper, scissor, only to make a point so that you will remember this sermon in days to come. Okay. So um, we're going to be looking at the event and we will look at the application. What transpired? That is Paul, uh, or Paul's uh, standing in trial before the uh, tribune, Paul standing in trial before the Sanhedrin or the council at Jerusalem and we will look at application uh, how um, Jesus came along and helped him in his situation. We're going to be looking at those things. So if you want points wise you have you're going to look at uh, reaction and we're going to be looking at reassurance two hours okay and then we'll always have rock, paper, and scissors. We'll come to that in a moment. Um, so we're going to pick up this story. Paul is uh, in Jerusalem, and he had come and met with uh, James, and uh, he, James, and he exchanged news. He was he told James how loads of uh, Gentiles had turned to Christ. In, their, in his ministry and uh, here you have got um, in Jerusalem you got the report of how many Jews turned to Christ over the period of time. There was a rumor that was floating around that Paul was uh, uh, being contrary to the law and he was teaching against the law and he said in order for people uh, to, to dispel those rumors why don't you take these We've got a few men who are going to have a Nazarite vow. Why don't you take and pay the money so that they can have their head shaved and the offering done? That'd be a good thing. But however, there was another rumor that started. That was that Paul was seen with a guy called Trophimus from Asia. And uh, the people said they had seen him take the Gentile into the temple. And therefore he defiled the temple. It was just untrue. So there was a big mob. Uh, that gathered and uh, they, they started beating Paul and you had the tribune uh, Lysias intervene and take him into custody. The last time I spoke we seen how Paul stands on the steps uh, on the way to the barracks addressing the crowd. Uh, today we'll be looking at what uh, transpires in the barracks and what happens on the next day. The crowd was actually not just angry with Paul, the, actually the crowd wanted to kill Paul. Paul never gets a chance to address the accusation they made. Their real issue was not so much about the defilement of the temple, the real issue was these Jewish people who created the riot did not want to accept that Jesus is their Christ and they did not want to accept Christ's people or the church. So that was the real issue. 
While studying this passage that uh, we had uh, Ellie read to us, it's important for us to remember Luke is not uh, giving an appraisal of what transpired. Uh, Luke is not recommending that this is how we need to behave. He's just reporting. And then you can take the application which matters. Sometimes in, in Christianity, people do all sorts of silly things and they say, oh, it's in the Bible. You know, Bible expresses uh, things they did well and things they did not do well, so it's important to use wisdom and common sense as we interpret passages. For example, you know, you could say that Judas hung himself, so I'm going to hang myself. Plainly stupid, you know. So don't go and just say it's in the Bible. Or uh, David committed adultery with Bathsheba, so yeah, I'm going to have an extramarital affair. That's plainly stupid. Okay. What we can say about Paul, Paul is clearly intelligent and savvy. He's bold and passionate. His, uh, however, his response is filled with integrity and his response uh, is uh, consistent with bearing witness to the gospel. So it's important. Okay. But in this passage we will see that Paul is actually, you see, the, uh, he's a man with feet of clay, if you like. He's human like we are. He is in need of the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, just like we are when we stand and we make mistakes and we also are, are supported by God. Um, Lysias, the commander, wanted to find out uh, what actually uh, is the mob, what is their charges, what are they accusing him of? They, he wanted to get to the bottom of it. He tried to do it in, when the mob was there, he had asked them if um, he asked them the question, uh, "Why are you beating this man?" And some shouted one thing, some shouted another thing, but it was very difficult to uh, be certain why they were beating him. So he took them, uh, took Paul into his custody, had him bound, and examined him, and then. Uh, Paul, again standing on the second attempt, was Paul standing on the steps and addressing the crowd. Again, the crowd moment, they heard about uh, Christ and the resurrection. Then uh, immediately uh, they started shouting. He couldn't ascertain. Now, Trump, now I'm going to do the exposition. Paul is now in the barracks and uh, the tribune has asked the centurion uh, to... Uh, have Paul flogged and investigated. So Paul is stretched out. He was going to be beaten. And just before he's going to be beaten comes the first thing. He produces the paper of the rock, paper, scissor. He produces his passport, if you like. And he says, I am a Roman citizen. It is illegal to flog a Roman citizen until the charge is established. Paper. I told you earlier, he was intelligent, he was savvy, he was uh, um, bold, he was passionate. That's the paper. And the next bit is, um, and uh, they enter into a conversation here, um, and the conversation is, uh, is that 
the centurion reports it to the tribune the tribune comes and says is this true are you a roman citizen and he says yes i am i was born uh, a citizen and the, and the tribune says for himself he actually bought it with a large sum of money like in today in england if you got sufficient amount of money even a person from indian heritage like me can buy a title called lord yeah you have got a few lords from uh, around uh, in in uh, in our country uh, where you pay a large sum of money and you can get a title okay so and uh, the reaction is they 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 don't beat him uh, they are afraid and uh, they uh, stop but they still want to find out why was this man arrested why were these people uh, so mad at him they wanted to f- he wanted to find out so he makes a third attempt uh, to find out why paul uh, why this riot and what was the charge and uh, next day he brings him uh, he asks uh, the sanhedrin to come what is the sanhedrin sanhedrin is the highest jewish court if you like it is the supreme court as far as the jewish law is concerned it is made up of both sadducees and pharisees it's made up with the high priests they they are uh, it's a council of about uh, 70 or 72 people it it patterns itself with uh, the same pattern of moses and aaron and the 70 elders that's the format you get that picture so here they are they're coming and they are standing before uh, um, apostle uh, paul and uh, uh, lysis the commander i'm just going to touch on a few few as- aspects and uh, paul is given an opportunity to address them and here we have the pray he starts with saying brothers i have lived my life uh, before god with all good conscience up to this day he's not saying he's sinless but he's saying i have lived a life of integrity before god you get the picture and uh, as christians we are called to live upright lives So my question is are we living an upright life If we are not living an upright life before God what should we do We have got a high priest Jesus Christ who is making intercessions at the right hand of the Father It is important for every Christian when he makes mistakes to confess his sins before the high priest who lives to make intercession for you at the right hand of the father and ask for his grace to help you uh, to overcome and to be uh, to live that upright life okay number 1 so uh, the high priest who stands there ananias he commands whoever standing next to paul and he says uh, strike him on his mouth it's a very middle eastern way of behavior okay and um, or in the east for that matter and uh, you can see uh, now i'm going to get to the we said paper now i'm going to say the rock uh, paul is i said paul was had feet of clay he was very human like anybody else he just blurted out god's going to strike you whitewash wall such a human reaction you know i can remember 
uh, this is, I'm not recommending this. this. Don't make an appraisal of me. I can remember 20 years ago I came to uh, uh, a supermarket. I shan't name which one. Some of you know where it is. And 20 years ago I came there. And those days we paid with card, but you signed your name as opposed to no chip and pin or any of those or, or contactless wasn't there. You had to sign your name. And I can recall an incident where the woman at the till said, this is not your card, very affirmatively, because it said Mr. George, it should be Mr. Patel. And I said, it is my card. She said, it is not your card. I said, is the signature right? The signature is right, but it's not your card. At this moment in time, I had feet of clay. I looked at her and said, you silly cow, it's my card. <laughs> I'm not recommending this. Don't take an appraisal of me. I had feet of clay. Just like Apostle Paul, I needed the grace of God. That's 20 years ago. Okay. So here you have, he calls him, was Paul being sarcastic or was Paul being sincere is the question. Um, when you read that, he says, he, and so he says, do you dare speak to a high priest like that? And Paul immediately says, I didn't know he was the high priest. And obviously, uh, there was lots of people around him. He was being pushed and pulled and challenged. You can imagine, previously he was beaten by the crowd. He was handcuffed by the, 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 the tribune. He, was, he spent the night in the barracks. And now he's back here. He was going to be flogged. He was going to be beaten with rods. He was stretched out. All this is happening. There's lots happening in his life. He's not, his frame of mind is very busy. He's, he's, he's tired. He's, he's human. At a weak moment, maybe he didn't see. I would like to go that he was not sarcastic. He was being genuine. He was being sincere. He said, I didn't know because he says, goes on say, it is written in the word of God that you shall not speak bad of rulers. You get that picture? So I'd like to lean on that side. Give him the benefit. He's not as bad as me. Okay. In my case, I've got no leg to stand on. Okay. So that's the rock. He hit the high priest back. So he done the, uh, the order slider is rock, paper, scissor. Okay, the scissor. We're going to get to the scissors now. And now he's standing there and he says, uh, one, he perceived that the Sanhedrin has got a mixture of both Pharisees and Sadducees. He uses a scissor and he divides the crowd between Sadducees and Pharisees. The Pharisees are groups of people who believed in the resurrection of the dead and they believed in angels and spirits. And uh, the Sadducees, on the other hand, they only believe in the first five books of the Bible. The, that is Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Those are uh, inspired books as far as the Sadducees are concerned. In those books, there's no mention of, uh, of resurrection of the dead. So they don't give credence to those. 
However, the Pharisees, that group, is Pharisees are uh, separated ones. They, they were a movement that started uh, during the Babylonian captivity when the temple was destroyed. They were miles and miles away from Jerusalem. And they wanted to keep faith alive and they, just, they decided that we are going to uh, meet together to study the scriptures in order to uh, uh, keep our faith alive. So they separated ones. And they did that. It started with very well-meaning motives, but by the time Christ came, uh, they had so many symbolisms and so many rock, paper, scissors. They forgotten everything. The word of God, they could remember the rock, paper, and scissor. Hopefully, that's not the case today. Okay. So he divides the group again. I think that when he says, "I am a Pharisee. I'm son of a Pharisee," uh, Pharisees, uh, he's Paul was trained under Gamaliel, uh, a rabbi who was a Pharisee. And as far as concerning the law, he was very zealous. He, was, uh, he, was, uh, he went to the extent that he even persecuted the church. This is Paul. So now you have got, uh, when he's trying to say, he's not just, he's, he's not saying, I, I, I commend everything the Pharisees do. That's not what he's trying to say. But what he's trying to say is, Concerning the resurrection, we have got a common ground. Yeah? And uh, because the Pharisees believe in the entirety of the writings, that's a whole of the whole of the Torah and the, the Tanakh, that is the writings of the, the, the poetry, as well as the prophetic books. Okay? So, um, and uh, so much so the contention uh, broke out between the council and uh, we find and one of the Pharisees and the scribes stand up and say this sharply and say we find nothing wrong in this man what if a spirit or an angel spoke to him the dissension becomes violent the tribune is afraid and uh, Paul is uh, taken back into the barracks okay so I've given you an idea of what's up so that's a reaction so just to recap on that part of the reaction part, the Paul's reaction was firstly, are you going to try me as a Roman? Are you going to flog me without a trial? First one. His second reaction is he, uh, he speaks uh, about his faith. And Number three, he reacts against the council, particularly the high priest, without knowing, albeit, uh, and uh, he divides the thing, uh, the council up. Okay, so that's the rock, paper, and scissors done. The rock being the high priest, speaking against the high priest unknowingly. The paper, pulling out the Roman citizenship card. Yeah, scissor, he divides the congregation into two, into Sadducees and Pharisees. Again, Luke is not giving an appraisal. He's not recommending that we do this. He's just reporting what happened. Okay? And uh, in case you do, in your, in your passion, uh, in, your, in your passion and in your witness, you do make mistakes. Remember, God is with you and you need the grace of God as much. Make apologies, just like Apostle Paul did in this instance. What did he say? I'm so sorry. I didn't know you were a high priest. You should not speak badly of rulers. So if you do make mistakes in life, be the first one to put your hand up and say, I got it wrong. 
By the way, I'm friends with all the people in the, on the tills of that supermarket. They all know I, I work for the church now. They've forgotten because I've changed my beard. I've t- had a you know, radical style change. I have, I have hardly any hair and my beard is much shorter and I talk better. Okay, now we're going to go at the reassurance. Even Apostle Paul, we might think like he's apostle, he should be on cloud nine all the time. Sometimes he felt down. One occasion he felt down was in Corinth and God appeared to him and reassured him because he had a real rough time in, uh, in Thessalonica, in Berea and in Athens with all the philosophers and he'd come down to Corinth. He was, he was in a low ebb and God appears to him and says to him, uh, stand up and speak for me. In this instance, again, I just wanted to point out, he tried to go along with the suggestion of James. It backfired. He was beaten by the mob. He was arrested by the Roman uh, tribune. He was going to be, he spent the night in the barracks. He was going to be flogged the next day. And now the crowd is against him yet again. He's, he's, and, you know, a few things in his emotional uh, uh, state. He said a few things which he felt bad about. You can imagine how he was feeling. Maybe feeling a little bit, God, I, did I represent you rightly? You know, that kind of feeling. Have you done that sometimes? You, you feel like, you know, you messed up something? God appears to Paul. And it says in uh, verse 11 of uh, chapter 23, He says, take courage as you have testified to the facts about me in Jerusalem. You must testify also in Rome. I'm going to give you a few pointers in terms of reassurance. Assurance number one, God knows what you're going through. I don't know what your circumstances are. God knows what you're going through. Okay. Number two is uh, God is with you in what you're going through. Number three, God is for you. And lastly, God has not finished with you. Okay, shall I run through those four? Number one, God knows what you're going through. He knew what Paul was going through. He knows what you're going through. Number two, he is with you in what you're going through. Number three, he's for you in what you're, he's for you. And lastly, he's not finished with you. Should we pray? Father, we thank you for this opportunity uh, to look at scripture. We see the human reaction of Paul and how he felt and how you reassured him. Lord, sometimes in our walk, in our witness, uh, we do things which uh, we feel bad about. We need your grace. We confess our shortcomings. And we say, Lord, uh, please help us. We thank you that you know us. We know what we're going through. We thank you you're with us, you're for us, and you're not finished with us. We ask, Lord, that this story that we read about Apostle Paul's time in Jerusalem 
will stay as a reminder to us, even as we go and witness for you and speak about your Christ and ours in this world. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.